Hey, thank you for listening to the Rise Youth Podcast. Rise Youth is a youth group that exists to rise up and saturate our schools with the gospel. You are right now listening to a teaching from our new series, Death Life, a life resurrected by the death of Jesus. In other words, once we die to our old selves and come to resurrection life in Christ, once we get saved, how then should we live? Let's try that again. How are you guys doing? I'll allow it. That sounded better. All right. For those of you guys who don't know me because I haven't been around for a while, my name is Mick. Uh, I'm sure that was all for the beard. Um, yes. Um, how many of you guys have ever called 911 before? Raise your hand. Yeah? Anyone want to share why? Why'd you call 911, Ian? So you called 911 to see if your phone would work. Yes, it will work. <laughs> Anyone else? Why'd you call 911? Who else has called 911? Yeah. So, so I worked at Portland 911 answering 911 calls for eight months, and you would not believe, maybe you will now, how many calls we get from people because their phone accidentally did it, or they didn't think it would work, or got calls from junior hires that would be like, huh, my, 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 my mom's gone, <laughs> fart noises. <laughs> and then hang up. So many calls. You got a good one? All right. Jeez, that's crazy. So at 911, when you call, if you call and let's say your house is on fire, okay? All right, guys, listen up. Say so you call 911, your house is on fire. We have a set rules that we tell you to do. The first thing we tell you to do is get the heck out, right? There's a freaking fire. Run out of your house right now. If you're in an apartment complex or some building, start pulling all the fire alarms you can, knock on your neighbor's door, let them know there's a fire and get out. Why do we do that? Because your life could be in danger, right? If your building's on fire, you might want to get out, right? Now, we also get a lot of phone calls about super minor things. Like, let's say you called in because you cut your hand on a piece of glass. What we're not going to tell you to do is run out of the house, pull every fire alarm, knock on your neighbor's doors, tell them that you're bleeding from your hand and they have to get out. Right? That would be ridiculous. That would be so stupid. Right? We'll tell you, wrap it up in a bandage and wait for the paramedics to come and kiss your boo-boo. Right? That's what's going to happen. Right? It's not that big of a deal. Why? Because you're not going to die from a cut on your hand. You can die in a fire, right? There's, there's an urgency to it. There's different ways of handling things. 
And that's kind of what we're going to be what we're going to be going over. Um, if you guys have a Bible, go ahead and turn to Jude. It's in the very back, just before Revelation. I think we have it up on the screen. There we go. In Jude 1, verse 20, it says, But, be, but you, behold, behold, no, no, words are hard. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. I love this verse um, because it's so true. We are loved by God. And in order to do anything, we have to, we have to make sure our faith with him is steady and solid, guys. Did you guys know uh, the number one cause of death for first responders? So police, fire, paramedics, and even 911 call takers like I was. The leading cause of death it's not from shootings or stabbings. It's actually from suicide. These people who we have, who, who we trust, right? We trust the police to keep us safe from criminals, right? We trust firemen and paramedics to save us when something's going wrong. They don't die from running into burning buildings. They don't die from being in a shootout with some criminal. They die from killing themselves. That's the leading cause of death for them. And the reason why is because they don't take care of themselves. We've been called, right? We've been called to share this gospel message to our schools, to our friends, to our neighbors, to everyone around us. But if we're not dealing with our own sin, if we're not dealing with our own faith in God, we're just going to be drained. And I know that because I've been there. Growing up, when I was a kid, um, I was the good church boy. Uh, I never did anything wrong. But the problem was, all I was doing was following all the rules. I didn't actually have a good relationship with God. God was, for me, he was this taskmaster who said, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do this. And if you don't do that, I'm disappointed in you. It wasn't until I realized God actually... He doesn't care so much about what I do. He cares about how much I love him. He cares about me reading my Bible, getting to know him, praying so I can get to know him more. Because through that, I'm going to become more and more like Jesus. And then I'll be able to go out and do youth group and teach you guys and hang out with you guys and show you guys what a good godly person should do. But if I'm not doing that in my own life, if I'm not dealing with the stuff in my life, I can't do any of that. And that's what I love about this verse. Because what does it say? It says, keep yourselves in the love of God. I, I hope you guys realize how much God loves you. Because he loves you so much, he sent his son to die on the cross for you guys. And all he wants in return is for you to love him back. That's it. The next part is where we kind of get into what I was talking about, about the 911 story. In verse uh, 22, it says, And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. And to others show mercy without fear, hating even the garment stained by flesh. Have mercy on those who doubt. Have any of you guys ever doubted your faith before? 
Go ahead, raise your hand. Because I've been there. Good. Here's the thing about doubt. It's not wrong. It's not bad. What are you doing when you're doubting your faith? What you're actually doing is you're thinking, you're processing. Do I actually believe this? Is this actually true? You're taking concepts that, that maybe your parents taught you, or maybe you learned here, and you're going, I don't know if I believe this. Like, I, that seems so crazy. And as you're processing, the way you get stronger and build your faith is by processing what you're hearing and actually applying it. Doubting is perfectly normal, and it's a good thing, because it helps build your faith. If someone's doubting their faith, we aren't supposed to be like the 911 operator dealing with someone in a burning fire, right? Someone's down there, they go up to you and they go, hey, I just really don't know if I'm a Christian or I don't know if I believe God did this. You don't go, but you're going to hell, run, you need Jesus, right? No, you wouldn't do that, right? That'd be ridiculous. It'd be, hey, I've been through that. Let's look at the scripture. Let's start reading our Bibles. Let's start figuring this out together, right? But then, what's the next part? Save others by snatching them out of the fire. So, I was a 911 operator. I do not do that anymore because that is way too stressful. So now what I do is I babysit murderers. It's much easier, much nicer. It's great. Uh, I'm a corrections officer, so I work at the jail. So people who've gone to jail, I get to see them. And I'm in a dorm. It's kind of weird. It's kind of, you got kind of bunk beds that are about no taller than these pews. All around the room that these guys sleep in, they're little cubicles. I've got 78 guys in a room. These guys have done murder, stealing, drugs, whatever and anything. And I'm there by myself, 78 dudes, watching them. Don't do that. No. Yeah, it is, kind of. But here's the thing. Most of the time, I walk up to guys, I'd be like, hey, get your feet off of that. Hey, get your wristband off. Hey, don't do that. Right? Super calm, cool. But then there's times where these guys, they're knuckleheads. They'll like start putting each other in headlocks. You don't know if they're actually fighting or if they're just goofing off. So then I got to use my get jail guard voice, which I will not use the microphone for this. I'll be like, gentlemen, none of that. The whole dorm hears and everybody's like, what's going on? Why? Because I don't know. They could be fighting. Like, they make weapons and stab each other in jail. This is what happens in jail, guys. Their lives could be on, on the line when I see them doing that. And I have to act with a sense of urgency. And I have to yell at them. Don't do that! Because I might be saving their life. I might be stopping someone from murdering someone else. What if we had that same kind of mindset with our friends? Some of you guys have friends who, it's, it's different from your friends who are just trying to figure out who is this Jesus. You might have friends who are into drinking. You guys might have friends who are into drugs. You guys might have friends who are into uh, just gossip or pornography. Things that rot out a person's soul. 
those are the people that you guys need to start thinking about with a sense of urgency. Look at that. It says snatching them out of the fire. Snatching them out of the fire. Like a firefighter going in and grabbing someone out of a burning building. What if we thought about those friends just like that? The last one. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garments stained by, f by uh, flesh. What I, what I think is interesting about this one is people rub off on you. When you're around someone long enough, you start picking up some of their character traits, start doing things like them. You start doing what they're doing. I was with a boss for seven years once, and after about three years, I started noticing my laugh changed, like how I laugh. It was super weird, just one day I just laughed at something, I was like, that's not my normal laugh. What the heck is going on? And then I realized, I'm laughing like my boss laughs. <laughs> like, when did this happen? Right, it's so weird. It's weird, but sometimes, just being around someone for so long, you start picking up what is different things they do without even noticing it. What about some of your friends? What are some of the things that they do that rubs off on you? What this is talking about here is not, hey, stay away from your friends who drink and do drugs. Don't ever go near them. Don't talk to them because they're evil, right? That's not what this is saying here. It says, have mercy on them with fear, hating even the garments stained by flesh. Do not, you got to be careful with them and hate the things they do, but still love them as a person. If you start catching yourself going down that road of maybe it's drugs or alcohol or gossip, you need to stop yourself there and say, hey, I can't hang out with this friend as much as I used to. Hey, I can't go to that party with them because I know that they're going to drink and I don't want to be a part of that. But that doesn't mean that you stop talking to them, that you stop sharing the gospel with them. The last part. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, it's God, FYI. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, and now, and forever. Amen. This is the whole point of all this, guys. The whole point of you guys making sure your walk with God is good, that you're reading, that you're praying, is so that you be forever with God in heaven. The reason that we must go and and uh, have mercy on people who doubt. We have to grab our friends that are about to go over the edge as if you're plucking them out of the fire so that they can be together with God forever in heaven. This is urgency, guys. Here's what it says in John uh, chapter 5, verse 24. It says, Truly, truly, this is Jesus speaking, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but passes from death to life. Everyone who believes in Jesus goes from death, dead in your sins, to life in Jesus and life abundantly. 
Later on it says, and he has given him, that's God has given Jesus authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Do not marvel at this for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. This is what we're saving our friends, our family, people we know from is a judgment in hell forever separated from God. And what we are trying to give them, guys, is life abundantly in Jesus forever. It's more than just, oh, I would love to see these guys later on. No, it's giving them actual life. Here's, here's what I would like to see for our youth group, is I'd like to see us be more like that Church of Acts. Has anybody ever read Acts? It's a good book. For those of you who haven't read the book of Acts, I encourage you guys to read it. It starts out with a group of Christians. There are only a couple hundred of them, right? And in one day, one guy gives one speech. And that day, 3,000 people come to Jesus. So their group goes from a couple hundred to over 3,000 in one day. And it says every day they kept adding to their numbers. It was spreading this gospel that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we may be forgiven forever. It spread like a virus through them. And what's different about this virus is it isn't like the cool viruses in the movies that turn people into zombies, right? Because I like zombie movies. Instead, what this does is it's the antidote to being a zombie. Everybody who doesn't believe in Jesus is walking around dead like a zombie, just uh, brains, right? And Jesus is the antidote that brings them back to life. That's what we're, that's what we're pushing for. So I have, uh, I have a few questions for you guys. I want you guys to think about this. What do you need to do to make sure your walk with Jesus is good? Do you need to pray more? Do you need to read your Bible more? Because that's what I need to do. I slack on that. I hate reading. So I've started listening to the Bible. That's been helping. What do you need to do to make sure your walk with Jesus is good? And then regarding your friends, what friends do you need to be gentle and patient with who are doubting their faith or doubting God? Because I've got friends like that. What do you need to do for them? Maybe it's just a text message saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. Where are you at with this? What are the friends you guys actually need to act urgently plucking them out of the fire. Who's your friend who you know is not going down the right path in life and you need to talk to them? That's tough conversations. I've had those conversations. It's rough. But if you actually love that person, that's the kind of conversation you have to have. And what are friends do you need to keep showing them the gospel, but maybe you need to back off from them because you're starting to notice some of the stuff that they have and do is starting to rub off on you and it's not good. I hope that we spread the gospel in our schools like a virus, guys. Let it explode. That'd be crazy awesome. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for sending your son down to earth to die for us. 
that you would care so much about a filthy sinner like myself and everybody in this room, it blows my mind. I pray that you would just give us the boldness and the strength to go out to our schools and just proclaim the gospel, dear God. To snatch people out of the fires and to bring them into love with you, dear God. I pray right now as we get ready to worship you, that you would just burn in our hearts for you. Just let us have an awesome, awesome night and then set our schools on fire with this virus, dear God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rise Youth Podcast. Rise Youth is a youth group that exists to rise up and saturate our schools with the gospel. 